Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. That's right. Our friends at AdCraft USA have stepped up their game to become the presenting sponsors of our podcast and live show. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping, and helping your customers if they have questions so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com and adcraftwebstores.com. All right, guys, tonight we have for you the Reinhardt head man himself, James Miller. Coach, how you doing tonight? Doing great, doing great, surviving the heat. I know that that Georgia heat takes no prisoners, does it? No, it doesn't. It's not. It's not as bad as South Carolina, but uh, but it can be pretty bad at times. And it, it, to be honest with you, it's been, I, I was kind of lying. It's been pretty mild so far this season. <laughs> we had we had a couple of we had about a week down here in Florida where we were approaching a hundred in the Panhandle down here, but we've had rain for the past three or four days, so. We're about past. Now, I will say that Tallahassee, Florida is maybe maybe the hottest place I've ever been. Tallahassee and Columbia, South Carolina. That's that sounds about right. Depends on uh, who's uh, who's winning the ball game, of course. <laughs> so, coach, let's let's talk about last year a little bit. Um, how excited were y'all um, when? The NAI reveals the playoff bracket, and y'all get Marion again, but this time at home. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, our kids were really excited. Uh, they they know what kind of program Marion is. They know what kind of challenge it is. Uh, them whooping us like they did the year before. Um, you know, they hadn't forgotten that. Uh, we had a great week of preparation. And the kids came out and played their tails off, and we faced some adversity. We lost uh, we lost three starting defensive backs to COVID. Uh, one kid tested positive and then knocked out two of our other starters. Um, so we, we faced some adversity. I think we went into the game with six total DBs um, and uh, kind of hurt us a little bit in the second half just depth-wise because – Defensive backs, you know, they play so much special teams along with, you know, playing in that back end and running as much as they do. But uh, but it, it was a great challenge. Our kids came out and played really well. Um, I got a lot of respect for Marion, though, Coach Henninger. I mean, he just does a great job preparing his football team. And they never quit. Um, they fought all the way to the end. Um, so it, it was a great game. You know, we, we – we, uh, capitalized on some plays in the first half and our kids played really well and I challenged them because last year we we kind of got our butts kicked up front uh on on the offensive side of the ball especially and uh not many teams have ran for over 100 yards against Marion and since Henninger's been there and uh, it was it was a proud it was a pretty pretty awesome moment for us to do that run over 150 yards. I think we went ended up with 189, but uh, which we, we, I was proud of our guys up front because they really responded. But uh, I was proud of our football team. Our DB stepped up. Our coaches did a great job preparing us, and uh, 
know, we really came ready to play. That was one where, you know, the Marion backup comes in and, and uh, yeah, that, that makes sense hearing, hearing about the, the DBs there because I know he, he, looked, uh, he looked a little better than, than Frankie Young did that day. But uh, you got the win, move on. Season doesn't end the way that, that, you'd, that you'd like. Um, Kaiser uh, defeats you all down in, in Florida there. Um, but one thing I do want to uh, come back to here is uh, you get Billy Hall back for another season. Um, just talk to me about the growth that you've seen in him, especially as a passer. I mean, he's always been a good runner for y'all, but this year you really stepped it up through the air. Uh, I think, you know, I just really think what we do offensively is really slowed down for him. I think the passing game has slowed down for him. I think his eyes have slowed down. He's seeing things a lot better, a lot clearer. I think he's understanding what Coach Jones really wants. I think him and Coach Jones are on the absolute same page. Our quarterback coach, Coach Linda Moot, did a fabulous job preparing him every week. But I also think we got better outside. Uh, Navari Solomon really had a really had a great season for us. And if you take away two of his bad games, uh, he had two games where he, he got a case of the drops a little bit. You take two of those games and he catches those balls he dropped, He's pr- probably sets the single-season receiving record at Reinhardt. Uh, he, he's a really, really good player. He's, he's not exceptionally fast. He's about 6'1", 180, but just has a knack for making plays and making big plays. Um, so really excited that he's coming back. Um, I believe he'll be a junior next year. So he's still got a lot of growth to do. Um, but I'm extremely excited to get Billy back. He's he's what Reinhardt's all about. Phenomenal kid. Yes, sir. No, sir. Is very, very coachable. Um, just exactly what you're looking for in a quarterback. Uh, a leader on and off the field. Does the right thing on and off the field. He's going to have two degrees from Reinhardt when it's all said and done. Uh you know, I got three boys, and I would have no problem leaving them with him at any time. Uh, he's just that kind of kid. So uh, really excited he decided to come back. Um, he's going to be a big part of us this coming fall, and uh, just super pumped he, he's still with us. You talk about Navari Solomon. Of your top three receivers, he's the only one that's uh, truly listed as a wide receiver. The other two, Logan Garner, is a tight end, and Dylan Kelly, who uh, you know caught five touchdown passes in 2021 spring season, 2020. Who knows what numbers mean anymore? Um, you know, gets a Appalachian All Conference nod as as a flex player. Talk about the flexibility um, within your offense and what it means to be a utility guy. Yeah, I mean. You know, we we play with really three running backs on the field at all times. Um, but you got to be able, you know, at the, at those running back positions, even our guy that's in the backfield all the time, you got to be able to run every route in the route tree. Um, that's what kind of makes our our I don't want to say slot positions because everybody thinks we run triple option, man. But uh, that's what makes those those guys unique. Is uh, is they got to be able to run the football in various different ways, whether it's inside zone, outside zone, power, 
counter. But then they also have to be able to run every route in the route tree, catch the ball, make plays in the open field. Um, so it, it, they they got to be very very well rounded football players. Um, and that you know that goes back to Coach Jones. Um, he's the one that handles our running backs. Um, you know, and get, getting those guys ready uh, for what we do, and they all don't start as a receiver. And uh, he does a great job getting those guys ready to play. And uh, you know, uh, they, they're just their ability for us to get the ball in their hands uh, is something that we got to continue to do. And that's what I think Billy did a really good job of is spreading the football around. Uh, our tight end Logan Gardner, he was actually a recruited center that played baseball. So he had really good hand-eye coordination. He could never quite get big enough to play up front. He was about 245, and we just said, you know what, let's just move him to tight end because he's a decent athlete, runs decent, and it ended up being a great move for us. Um, uh, Caught some touchdowns for us. Uh, he's, he's a great kid, you know, willing to do whatever it takes for the team to be the best. Uh, didn't second-guess that move at all. And... Uh, you know, just happy that he's with us. Defensively, you've got a lot coming back to John Perry, uh, Zarian Stubbs, Tion Burrows. Um, in your defensive backfield, um, you know, Jalen Everett, Kellen Neal, uh, Kevion Whitlock. The only, you know, huge piece that I see that, that got an all-conference nod from a year ago that's that's not coming back is Sebastian Laguerra. Uh, talk to me about your, your defense in 2021. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I think we got a really deep secondary. I think we have a lot of guys that can make plays in the back end. Kellen Neal could be special, and and uh, he's probably going to get mad that I said this, but he's a guy that could be a defensive player of the year or an All-American type guy. He dropped seven interceptions last year. Holy cow. Like seven balls that hit him in the hand. And uh, – He's working his tail off right now. He decided to stay on campus uh, this summer and, and work out over the summer with us. And uh, I'm really excited to see how he performs this fall. Uh, he's a super great kid, tall, long, about 6'2", 180 pounds, can really move. And now we just got to get him finishing those plays a little bit better. But uh, I think he's going to do it. Um, he's got all the potential in the world. Uh, we got both our starting corners back, Jacoris Lamar, um, and I think had one touchdown caught on last year, and then uh, uh, Tylen Oglesby, who's really he's probably the fastest player on our team. Uh, both those guys are back, and then at linebacker we have one of our all conference guys back, Kenny Flowery, who just makes a lot of plays. Um, we blitz him a lot. He's a very instinctful player. Um, you know, probably not the most physically, you know, you know, you're not, you see him walk in a room, you're not going to be like, oh gosh, that guy's, that guy's a baller. But he makes plays when he gets on the field. And then up front, we, we got uh, Tion Burroughs, who's going to be a senior, All American the year before. Just a super great kid, super great player. Um, extremely strong, extremely athletic. He actually played three technique the year before, but we needed to uh, we needed some help at DN, and he was able to uh, help us out at that spot. And then John Perry on the other side, he's up here this summer as well, uh, working out up here, and he's 
he's doing a really good job in the weight room, getting bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, I think he's he's up for a really, really big, big junior season. So um, we got to replace some guys inside. We got to we got to develop some depth in there during camp, and then we got to find a new starting mic. Uh, but I think we got some guys that are really like uh, that are that are going to be able to fill that void. Uh, Bryce Atchison out of Augusta, Georgia, um, is a kid that's been in the program two years. He's weighed his turn. He's busted his butt, changed his body, um, and I think I think I think he's going to be the starting mic come our first game of the season against Kennesaw State. So excited about what we can do on defense. I think we got to develop some depth up front, but I think we're super deep in the back end. I just think we got a lot of guys that can run and cover. Um, which in this day and age of football, that's really what you need. Uh, you need a lot of guys that can run and cover because everybody's spreading it out, throwing it all over the yard, and uh, you got to be able to match personnel. So I, I think we have that capability. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, we got a long way to go. Um, it's going to be a weird camp uh, just because of the short break. Not getting a ton of time off, uh, so we'll see how the kids respond. For sure. So you said uh, last year you talked about Faulkner being one of your big rivals, and they come back in into the division uh, in in 2020-2021, and you play them twice. Um, how nice was that to to get to to play that team again and kind of rekindle that rivalry now as a divisional rival? Yeah, I mean it was it was a ton of fun. We got to play them at home. We played them at their place. Um, you know, they always got good players. They just, it's a, it's a program that has traditionally had really, really uh, top-notch top guys. Guys, that, a lot of all-conference guys, just physically gifted. They're well-coached. They just did a really good job in all phases of the game. Uh, they gave us fits the second game. We played against them. We couldn't stop their return game at all. Uh, we gave up some big returns in the kickoff and punt return game, and uh, that's what kind of kept them in it uh, a little bit during the game. But uh, it great rivalry. Our kids always get up for it. Um, they know what kind of team they're going to come in there with, and uh, you know it, it was it was fun to get that thing going again for sure. So, coach, I've been seeing pictures all throughout the offseason about this new field turf you've got there. Talk to us about your, your stadium innovations y'all got going on. So we we had a turf that was about, I want to say, 10 years, 11 years old. But we got five teams that play on it. It's not just us. It's us, two soccer teams, two lacrosse teams. So it gets some weird and tear. And it was, it was time for it to go. And Dr. Roberts, our university president, uh, athletic director, Bill Pop, assistant athletic director, Jeff Porchier, uh, decided to pull the trigger. Uh, we, we signed up with a company called Field Turf, which is actually out of Calvin, Georgia, about 45 minutes away from where we are. And they've done a bunch of NFL teams. I watched the whole process. They pulled that thing up in two days, the old one. They laid it down in two weeks. It literally took about 16 days for them to put the turf in. Um, it's a phenomenal surface. Uh, 
you know, we've been on it now for, I guess, close to a month. And uh, we've had, we had a camp on it last, last weekend. We had 200 kids on it, which was really cool to be able to show it off. I'm just super excited to have it. I think it's going to help us in recruiting. It's going to help us play better. You know, we're not going to be slipping and sliding all over the place like we were sometimes on the online. Um, it's just, it's top-notch. Um, our university didn't spare a cost to take care of uh, not only the football team, but athletics in general. And uh, it's going to pay dividends for sure on Saturdays. So, Coach, I know that Reinhardt had a history of going deep in the playoffs. Uh, you know, you, you have a couple of runs to the national championship game uh, under your belt there. What one thing has to go right for Reinhardt this year in order for you to make it back to the national championship? You know, I, I, I think you can't ever look past anybody when you get into the playoffs. I think the big boys, the Division One teams are going to find out what playoffs are all about. Um, it's going to make it a lot harder for those top-notch guys, Alabama and Clemson's, to keep running it like they have been. Um, because it, it, it gets hard when you get into that bracket. Um, guys that did it, you know, back-to-back, like like St. Francis two years ago, um, or however many years ago it was when they beat us in the national championship and they won it the next year. I mean, you you got to be very well coached. You got to have a really good football team. You got to have a resilient football team. You can't really get many injuries. And to be honest with you, you got to get kind of lucky. It's a little bit of everything. Um, and you, you got to have that never say die attitude all the time. And for us to get back to that game, um, you know, one thing I, I, I uh, got got kind of upset about us at the end of the year. Is I just I didn't think we were mentally in the right frame of mind for that last game we lost, and that doesn't fall on anybody's shoulders but mine. And that's one thing I've told myself: I will never, as long as I'm a head coach, ever let that happen again. And I just I don't think we were in the right frame of mind to go in there and win the game like we should have or could have. Um, and it gets tough when you get on the road, you know. Uh, I want to say 80% of the home teams win in the NAIA playoffs. So getting home throughout the playoffs is a big deal. Um, you know, when you got to go to Kaiser, and I'm not making excuses for us. This is just, it is what it is. But, you know, you know, it's a two-day trip down there. And then, you know, you got to come all the way back uh, the next day. So that makes it tough. So if you can get it home throughout the playoffs, that that really, really helps you. Um, I think that's a huge deal um, for anybody, you know. I mean, it was tough on Marion when they came to our place. You know, that's a that's an 11-hour trip on a bus. So, you know, when you, if you can find a way to get home and, and win all your games and win as many of them as you can and get home throughout the playoffs, I think that's a huge deal. So there's a lot of factors that play into it. Um, but, you know, we've been very blessed to win a lot of games here. Um, and we're going to try to keep it going, uh, try to keep winning as much as we can. Um, you know, and, and it takes a lot of great leadership from your kids, not just your coaches. 
your kids got to be in the right frame of mind. It's a long season. It's a grind. And, and I hate saying that word, it's a grind, but it is what it is. So, um, it, it, it's tough. It's hard. It's really, really hard. And, uh, but that's what makes it special and that's what makes it great. And that's what makes it so freaking rewarding when you actually get there and you get to that point and you get to that, you know, to the big time game. And, and that's what makes it as special as it is because you know how freaking hard it is. You know how hard it is to make it to that point. Well, Coach, I know that we said last year that we would definitely be seeing you. Uh, you know, COVID made short work of that. But uh, I do plan on making it up that way some at some point this season. So I will make a point to uh, stop by Waleska, Georgia and uh, shake y'all's hands and see y'all at that point. Hey, we'd love to have you. Um, I, I want to say we really appreciate uh, what you guys do at, at NAIF Ball. I mean, you guys do a phenomenal job covering us. Um, you know, NAI football doesn't get, you know, sometimes in the public eye in high schools doesn't get the, the nod that it should. It's, you know, and I, I really just want to say this on the air. It's outstanding football. It's got great coaches across the country that bust their tail and do a great job coaching these kids up and, and helping these kids get degrees and helping them become better young men. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wish it would get uh, a little, you know, more exposure. And that's what you guys are doing for us. And we, we as coaches in the coaching profession greatly appreciate you guys. We may not agree with your opinion all the time, but I know we appreciate what you do for our sport, what you do for NAI. Um, it means a lot to us. Uh, and uh, we appreciate everything you do. Hey, it's our pleasure, Coach. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com forward slash NAIAFball and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.